0: Hey, I'm Brent Faulkner. And this is Walk On, a podcast to help you take your next step as you walk out your faith in Christ. I want you to picture this scene. My wife and I are with our 9-month-old son when he's just beginning to learn how to walk. He hasn't walked on his own yet. Held our hands and taken steps. But this morning, this morning in particular, He lets go of my hands, wobbles a little bit, and then he takes a step, and another step, and another, and another, and another another, to a chair six feet away. He walked on his own for the first time. Well, that was six years ago, and he's not stopped taking new steps since. Have you ever noticed that the writers of the Bible talked about their experience of God in terms of walking? I mean, over and over again, Scripture is full of metaphors about walking, probably because that was the main mode of travel. (laughs) Anywhere they, they wanted to go, they had to walk step after step after step. So, of course, it makes sense that they would use something that they were so familiar with to connect with imagery of their experience of God. I mean, Scripture is full of it in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Scriptures like, walk in love, walk by the Spirit, walk humbly with your God. If we walk in the light... Teach me your ways, and I will walk in your truth. Ancient Jews and New Testament believers alike use the concept of one's walk not just to refer to the physical action of walking but to refer to to how one lived their life, a lifestyle of of walking in tune and after God, even when Jesus called his disciples to to come after him, it was this imagery of of walking after their rabbi walking where he walked, following his footsteps, but also walking the way he walked, living the way he lived. And that same call is true for every person who calls themselves a follower of Christ today. We walk after Jesus. And here's the truth. In our walk after Jesus, we all have steps to take in this journey of faith. It doesn't matter where you are spiritually, whether you have a faint interest in Jesus or you are a passionate follower, there is always a next step to take. I think that's one of the beautiful things about about Christianity and about our faith in Christ is there's never a destination. It's always about the journey. It's always about the direction we're on. And there's always a next step. Another way to grow closer to who Jesus is. Another thing that we can put into our life to, to mimic the, the person that we place our faith and our hope and our trust in. And personally, I believe that even when we get to heaven, that's not the final destination, that even in eternity, we'll be able to grow closer and closer, take our next step, take our next step in following after Jesus. Now, here's the interesting thing. I've been a pastor on staff at a local church for almost 13 years, and here's what I've discovered about next steps. It's actually pretty easy to not take them. I mean, countless times I've seen God at work in somebody's life, and they take an initial step, maybe a decision to follow Christ, maybe some kind of a commitment to change something. uh, But but the step, and we celebrate that step, but then they stop. And all momentum stops. Growth stops. No more next steps. If I'm honest, I've had lots of seasons of the same thing, where all growth, all momentum, all new steps have just stopped. So think, think back to that moment with my son when he took his first steps. Imagine if he never took another step after that. Right? You'd better believe that my wife and I would be taking him to the doctor, taking him to some specialist to figure out why he's not taking more steps. Why is he not continuing to walk? Because it's natural, it's instinctive for kids to keep taking steps, right? And they crawl, they walk, they run, they climb, and they ride their bikes. It's this progression of physical development. So why do we tolerate a lack of growth in our faith? So often we're content to just let it stay the way it is, and week after week, then month after month, and even year after year, we just kind of stay where we are. We simply accept it. And there's a lot of reasons this, this may happen, maybe Maybe uh, um, there's a pain or a hurt or some hang-up that happens that kind of stunts our our growth and our uh, forward momentum. Maybe it's fear. We let fear cripple us. We're afraid of, of taking those next steps. Or maybe it's a comfort issue that we've just simply grown comfortable and we don't like the feeling of being uncomfortable. So we just kind of let the status quo exist and we begin to live on a faith that is founded on events that happened years ago. Jesus has called us and created us to walk on, to keep taking steps, to grow closer to him. There's an interesting interaction in John chapter 5, where Jesus is heading into Jerusalem and passes by this pool of Bethsaida. And this is a pool where dozens of people would gather with physical ailments, blind, lame, paralyzed, And there's this belief that uh, an angel would come and stir the water of the pool. And if you were able to get into the water at that moment, you might be healed. And so these people every single day would gather around that pool and just wait for the water to ripple, for the water to move, and then they would rush into the pool as fast as they can. And So in this, this particular instance, Jesus is walking by and he happens to notice one particular man And we're told that this man hasn't been able to walk for 38 years. Jesus approaches him and and asks what seems like an obvious question. Do you want to be healed? But the man doesn't say yes. Instead, he responds with a statement about the limitation of his surroundings. He, he looks to Jesus and he says, well, sir, I, I don't have anyone to put me in the water when it's stirred. And by the time I drag myself down there, it's too late. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to miss what God wants to do because we can only see the limitations of our situation? I mean, of course, this guy wanted to walk, but everything he saw around him pointed to the contrary, that it wasn't going to be possible. And I think he sat there day after day, and the hope of ever walking was growing fainter and fainter and fainter. So what about you? Where have you stopped walking? What are the areas in, in your life and your relationship with Jesus where we just say, you know what? It's always going to be this way. It's never going to change. Well, I can never do fill in the blank. Well, I don't have fill in the blank. And what's interesting is in this situation in John chapter 5, Jesus didn't even address the man's excuses. He just simply said, get up, take your mat, and walk. Now, in this moment, the man had a choice. He could have stayed down, believing that there was no hope to walk. He could have ignored Jesus' command, dismissed it, and said, you don't know what you're talking about. Get away, and just continued to sit. But something about that interaction with Jesus stirred the man to action, and he stood up And he took his first step in 38 years. From that moment on, he walked. So what's your next step? There may just be areas of your life that you thought would never change. But those are the areas that Jesus is asking you to get up and walk. And, you know, the ability to, to take these steps, it's not just for our own benefit. God wants to do that for us and work in our life, but it's also for a greater benefit. When you look at Jesus and his ministry, one of the, the prophesied signs of the coming Messiah that the ancient Jews looked to was written by prophets hundreds of years before Jesus came onto the scene. But one of the signs that, that they knew that would be true of the Messiah would be that the lame would walk. We see this in Isaiah 35. It's a prophecy of the coming Messiah. and, And it says, Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He is coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind, he will unplug the ears of the deaf, and the lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. So this is a scripture that that the Jews of Jesus' time were looking to, and they were looking for someone who was was going to fulfill these things. And so every time that Jesus healed somebody, every time that Jesus made somebody walk, every time that Jesus opened the eyes of the blind, it was a giant neon sign to the ancient Jews, to the people of his time, that he was the Messiah that they were looking for. And the same is true for us today. Every time you take your next step, every time you continue on in the journey walking after Jesus, you grow in your faith. It is a, it is a sign, it is a statement, it's a testimony to the world around us of who Jesus is and what he does in our lives. So what's your next step? When I think about growing in our faith and in terms of discipleship and and spiritual growth, we have a tendency to to make two errors in our faith walk. One is that we make faith overcomplicated. We take ideas like spiritual growth or discipleship and we turn them into these convoluted processes and classes and complicate it and and create systems where where it requires lots of action, but there's no real growth. And so we're doing all of this activity and just kind of spinning our wheels, right? I mean, I think about I think about my uh, my boys have these. Um, battery-operated tractors. And uh, my youngest drives around, he's driving around through the snow this winter. He got caught in snowbank and he pushed the pedal down and he wouldn't let off and he just the wheels were just spinning and spinning and spinning and he wasn't making any forward progress. And I think so many times that that we think that just our outward activity creates growth and our wheels are spinning, we're doing a lot of things, but there's no inner growth, there's no real next steps happening. The other tendency we have in our faith is to talk in vague generalities, right? We say things like, oh, I need to grow in my faith. But what does that mean? How do you do it? What does that that look like? And we use these kind of general statements and cliche phrases to talk about things that we're really not sure about. And for me, when I look at the call that Jesus put on his followers when he asked them to walk after him, it was to walk where he walked and to walk how he walked. So to figure out your next step, ask, what is something that Jesus did that you can do? What's something you're currently not doing in your life that Jesus did? Right? I mean, Jesus forgave. So is there anybody in your life that you need to forgive? Jesus spent time alone praying to the Father. So maybe you need to dedicate some time each day to do do the same thing. Jesus healed maybe you need to take some steps to work through a past emotional hurt in your life or maybe you're not even sure what Jesus did so maybe your next step is to read the Bible more and learn the kind of things that Jesus did and the kind of things that he taught and the kind of things he instructed his followers to do but the question is what what is one thing that you can focus on in the next month that will help you take a step closer to Jesus that will help you live like he lived, that will help you walk in his steps. What is your next step? My church created a, a simple tool to help you work through, to give you the space to think about this and process this and identify what your next step might be. Uh, and so if you want, I've included it on the show notes for this episode. You can hop on there and, and find a version of that. There's nothing magic about it. It's just a tool to help give you the the, the space to, to walk through that and answer that question. And what is your next step? And I know for me, even doing this podcast was the next step. This was something that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off and felt like this was something that God was calling me to do. And so finally I'm getting out. I'm taking that step. And so my hope is in the episodes of this podcast that follow, I hope to encourage you and challenge each of us to take a step. And so I hope to talk through practical ways that we can stretched, that we can grow, that we can keep heading on our spiritual journey step after step after step. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope this episode helps you take your next step in your walk with Christ. If you want to stay up to date on all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe. And if you found this podcast helpful and you want other people to find it too, the best way to do that is by commenting and rating in whatever podcast platform you listen through. Also, you can get more information on this episode and find other helpful resources by going to walkonpodcast.com.